Join us now for the Jackson Nash Mysteries, written by Beth Milligan, where flying dragons, art theft, and spaghetti collide in Episode 3, The Mystery of the Missing Water Tower. September 22nd, 1990, Asheville. Dear Kevin, you'll never guess what I have in my house. Yeah, I know, I'm not a painting kind of guy, but this one's from a small gallery here in Asheville. I mean, THE small gallery here in Asheville. It's a painting of a table and two chairs and a lonely glass of wine. What I've learned acutely after these past few days is that you never really know who someone is until they reveal themselves to you. Take Liz, for instance. I never would have known it, but she's really into demolition derbies, and her favorite wine is rosé. And she hums in the shower. How do I know that last bit? I never kiss and tell. Hey there, Jackson. Hey, Liz. Don't you think it's about time I cooked you dinner? I'd say it's about time. I thought you'd never ask. I'll make you a fancy meal. My specialty, spaghetti and meatballs. How romantic. Like... Lady and the Tram. I'll be the lady. Are you calling me a tram? I, uh, no, that that wasn't what I, I'm not, of course you're not. Relax, Jackson. Don't give yourself an embolism. So what's the latest gossip? Well, did you hear that a Neville Arthur watercolor painting is missing from the Faubert Gallery? You mean the Neville Arthur? The famous painter? No, I haven't, but now you've piqued my interest. Which painting was it? The Water Tower. You're not going to play detective again, are you? What do you think? The gallery's on my route. You forget you're really a letter carrier. A letter carrier with mad sleuthing skills. Oh, Jackson. So my place at 8, Friday night. We'll spaghetti it up. Spaghetti it up, cowboy. Oh, it's such a shame. You poor boy. When did the water tower go missing? Last Friday night. I locked up when I left, and when I returned in the morning, it was gone. Simply gone. And you don't know where it went? No, I don't, Miss McDonald. Not a clue. There's too much crime in this town. Hey, Chris, I've got your mail. Jackson, my man, you never disappoint. So, I heard about the water tower. It's awful. Just awful. Maybe you could help, Jackson. You've solved all those other cases. Oh, well, maybe I could help. What do you know so far? Well, it was here, and then it was gone. That's not much to go on. I'll I'll leave you boys to your detective work. Goodbye, Miss McDonald. Let's think. The painting was here, and then it was gone, and the gallery was locked all the while. Someone must have had a key. Can you think of anyone who has a key to your gallery? No. I think this is where I need to talk to Bug. I mean Inspector Wesley, my cousin. Whatever you can do, Jackson, I'd appreciate it. Hey, Jackson, what's up? I'm on a case. I mean, unofficially. Uh Uh-huh. You're on a case, are you? And I guess this is where I come in? That's right. Let me guess. You're on the water tower case, am I right? Well, it just so happens that I'm on it too. Two heads are better than one. Right. So what have you figured out so far? Chris said that the painting was there, and then it was gone. 
<laughs> what? Did it grow legs and walk out? Well, I figured out that whoever took it must have had a key. But Chris said no one else had a key. So you're stuck. And you've come to seek professional help. As professional as you can be. Oh, stop it, Jackson. Have a seat. Here's what we know. When we investigated the scene, there were five empty beer cans in the alley outside the back door. And there were no signs of forced entry. So you're right. Someone must have had a key. Bug and I talked for a while. Neither of us came up with anything. I decided to go poke around the gallery. Maybe there was something we were missing. There was a dumpster out back, and I had a quick look. There was an old skateboard shut between two cardboard boxes. Inside the back door, I noticed an empty water dish. Chris's dog, Poppet, must have been at home. I called Bug and asked what kind of beer cans were left in the alley. She told me they were flying dragons. I decided to check out the beer store. I headed down Princess to Prince and rounded the corner. The Asheville beer store loomed in the distance. There were three kids standing by a lamppost, obviously loitering, and there were a couple of cars in the parking lot. I went into the store. Can I help you, sir? I'm looking for flying dragons. To your left, at the back of the store. Thank you. I made my way to the back of the store. There they were. Cans of flying dragon were neatly lined up in the cooler. There was a tall, scruffy man standing in front of them. You like this beer? Yeah, it's my go-to. After a long, hard day at work, a dragon is all that you need. I watched the man grab two six-packs and started to make his way to the cash. I wondered why he was buying two six-packs when a 12 would be cheaper. It's little things like that that always make me suspicious. I needed to follow this guy. I ducked past the cash and out the door and waited for the man to come out. He sauntered out the door and headed straight for the kids I'd seen loitering. He gave a kid in a red toque one of the six-packs. The kid handed the man what looked like a $10 bill, and then the kids took off. I followed the scruffy guy as he walked down Prince to Princess. He was heading straight towards the gallery. Returning to the scene of the crime, are you? I thought. I watched as he entered the gallery. I could see him talking to Chris. I decided to make my move. I entered the gallery and pulled my hat down to hide my face. Thanks, Gary. I owe you one. I'll have that painting delivered on Monday. The man left, his six-pack now down to four. I walked up to the counter. Hey there, Jackson, my man. Do you know that man? That's Gary, my next-door neighbor. He just bought a painting, a sailboat in watercolors. It's a beauty. He paid cash. He had a whole wad of $100 bills. Who carries around cash like that? What does he do? Come to think of it, I don't know. I've never asked him. Does he strike you as a reliable kind of guy? He comes over to water my plants while I'm away. So he must have your keys. He just brought them back. That's why he stopped by. So he had the keys when the painting was stolen? No, I had my keys that night. How did someone unlock the door? They must have had a duplicate. Why hadn't I thought of that? I said goodbye to Chris and rushed out the door. I needed to talk to Gary. Chris didn't live far from the gallery. Gary was his neighbor. I walked a few blocks and came to a house with a green door. I could see out of the corner of my eye that a large metal ladder was being moved up against the house from side to side. A kid in a red toque mounted the ladder. He threw leaves from the eaves trough. Hello? Gary emerged from around the back of the house. Can I help you? Hey there, I'm a friend of Chris's. Aren't you that guy from the beer store? Yeah, thanks for the recommendation. 
Look, I need to get into Chris's house for something, and uh, he said you have a key. No, I gave them back to him. You must have a duplicate. Nope. Are you sure? You know, when I was house-sitting for my friend James, I found it was easier just to have one cut. You can go on up to the hardware store. Bim, bam, boom. There's a key. Are you accusing me of something? No, I, um... <laughs> I think you need to leave. But... Get off my property! I can see from the look in his eyes that I'd better do what he said. I hurried down the street and ducked behind some bushes. I needed to watch what was going on back at Gary's house. The kid in the red tube climbed down the ladder. Gary handed him a case of beer. Flying Dragon. I knew I recognized him from somewhere. It was the kid from the beer store. He ran across the lawn and onto Chris's porch. He took out a key. He went inside. He emerged moments later with a scruffy brown dog. It was suddenly so obvious. The kid was Chris's dog walker. He must have made a set of duplicate keys. He had stolen the painting, right from under Chris's nose. It wasn't Gary at all. But still, there was something going on with Gary. I just knew it. I had to find out. But first, I had to talk to Bug. Hey there, Inspector. What now? So I think I've got a lead. There's this guy, Gary, who lives next door to Chris. Yeah, we checked him out. He's clear. I know. There's more. There's this kid that Gary's been buying beer for. What kind of beer? Guess. Flying Dragon? You guessed it. Go on. He's Chris's dog walker, and I think he made duplicate keys for the house and the gallery as well. So the kid did it. Well, that wraps things up nicely. I'm not so sure. There's something going on with Gary and this kid. Gary? He's a sketchy guy. I can't go arresting him just because you think he's a sketchy guy. I need evidence he's committed a crime. I'll go pick up the kid. If you're so concerned about this guy, go find me some evidence. If evidence is what she wanted, it was evidence she was going to get. But first, I had somewhere to be. There, I've got the table set, the wine breathing, the meatballs. Oh, shit. Well, they're a little bit burned. I'll just sit them right here on top of the stove. Hey, Liz. Hi, Jackson. So, can I come in? Yes, of course. Make yourself comfortable. I'll just uh, move some of that stuff off the couch. There. I've got dinner, um... Cooking. Can I get you a glass of rosé? Sure. Rosé is my favorite. I'd better put the pasta in. So, you said you went to the demolition dirt? Yeah, I went with my father. It's kind of our thing. We've been going ever since I was little. I like the excitement of it, the cheering in the stands, the squealing of the tires, the cars crashing into each other. You know, I've never been to a demolition derby. Well, I'll have to take you sometime. I'm just going to let the pasta cook for a while. The meatballs are, (laughs) well, sort of... Something wrong? I thought spaghetti was your specialty. It is. It was. It will be again. Hey, Jackson, come here. I've got some photos of the derby in my purse. Wow, that door's just hanging on by a thread. It sure is. What was that? I'm afraid to look. I think it was the meatballs and the sauce. I left the casserole dish on the top of the stove and... Oh my gosh. 
I guess I left the burner on. Wow. There's meatballs and sauce all over the place in there. Well, there goes dinner. Why don't we order in? How about Chinese? My treat. Well, okay. I really thought spaghetti was my specialty. Don't worry. It's not the food that counts. It's the company, right? Right. Liz helped me clean up the kitchen while we waited for the food, and she chatted my ear off about demolition derbies and work and pets. And we poured ourselves some more wine. It felt easy and sweet. Very sweet. Hey, Jackson, where's your shampoo? Back left corner of the tub. My left or your left? Facing the back wall. Found it. So, how do you feel about brunch? After some toast and some eggs and some pancakes and bacon and sausage, we heaved heavy sighs and decided it was time to head out. Liz had some errands to run, so we agreed to meet later, and I headed over to Gary's. I had another look around his property. I noticed a broken window on the side of the garage. The panes of glass were stuck together with duct tape. I tried the door, but it was locked. I peered through the broken window, and that's when I heard it, that unmistakable click. I turned around. There was a Glock 17 pointed right in my face. If it isn't the guy from the beer store again. I thought I told you to get off my property. I was just having a look around. I thought the stolen painting might be in your garage. (laughs) Really? That piece of shit? You thought I stole that? That was the kids. They dropped it in a dumpster. I believe you. The kids stole the painting. So just let me go. The painting? That's not what I'm worried about. I can't have you messing around in my business. What are you talking about? What you saw through the window. You must have had a pretty good look. I didn't see anything, man. Really. I think you're a liar. Put the gun down. Slowly. Okay. Put your hands behind your head. You waited long enough to show up. I needed backup. He had a gun to my head. Well, I had a gun to his head. It was a symbiotic relationship. You were right about him, Jackson. We found a cache of drugs and ammunition in his garage. I told you he was a sketchy guy. Time to celebrate. You feel like going for a beer? As long as we stay away from Flying Dragon. Sure, Jackson, you got it. You've been listening to Episode 3 of the Jackson Nash Mysteries. The Mystery of the Missing Water Tower. With the voices of... J.P. Harvey as Jackson Nash, Rebecca House as Liz, Catherine Dahmer as Miss McDonald, Christine Leggett as Inspector Wesley, Adri Budusing as Christopher, Sean Scally as the beer store clerk, and Matthew Sheehan as Gary. Jerry Freyberg was your announcer, and the music was composed by Aidan Coots. I'm Beth Milligan. Join us next time for Episode 4, The Mystery at 877 Oak Ridge.